Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman and want to welcome you today. want to um, share a quick note, a little bit about myself, if this is your first time hearing the podcast. Um, I am an ordained minister, a wife, a mom of three sons, and God blessed me with my first book being a, um, a bestseller in five different categories in Amazon. So I praise God for his grace and his blessings that he pushed me to do the book um, for women and had no clue about what I was doing. But the Lord definitely guided me and led me to release something that has been a blessing. And women have shared with me around the world how God is doing a new thing and has changed their mindset in many ways. So if you've been following on the podcast this week, we have been talking about the areas and behaviors and habits that can steal our confidence or allow um, circumstances to eat away at our confidence. And we need to be confident in God, confident that he has a plan and a purpose for our life. Why? Because the word says that. And so today I want to start with talking about the area of when we deal with regret and how regret can steal our confidence in how we move forward and how we live each day. So I'm going to start with a scripture in Philippians 3.13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. One other scripture that I love is Matthew 6, 19 through 20. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heavens where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. So what I want to do right now, and I hope that you have your journal, your notebook and um, your Bible and you are in a quiet space so that you have a moment to just really focus on yourself because you are worth it. And if you're healthy, then your family is healthy. And every day we need to renew our mind. So what I'd like you to do before we begin is list five things that you regret about your life right now. Five things. And you'd be like, well, because even if you think that things are not affecting your thinking, they may be. So let's define what regret is in case some of you are like, well, I'm not sure if this counts as regret or not. How about we give a little definition and talk about it? So regret leads to condemnation. And, and it's something that 
it keeps you um, judging yourself and it keeps reminding you of areas in your life that you believe you've fallen short or made bad decisions or bad choices. And sometimes we look at that as that's why our life is the way it is now. Because of something 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or even sometimes our parents. And I will, I started giving a definition and I want to give you an example. And this is something, I don't know about you, this is something that honestly frustrates me when I meet people and give me, um, I'm not talking about people that where their parent, their mother or father sexually abused them or beat them profusely or something like that. I'm, I'm talking about um, none of us have had perfect parents, but it's really troubling to me. And I always feel like I wish I could shake people sometimes. They're 30, they're 40, they're 50 years old. And they're really having regrets in their life. And they're blaming their parents. And they've been out of their parents' home 10, 20, 30 years. And the parent has no influence over their life currently. But they're still blaming the parent, whether it's for education, whether it's on who they married, whether it's... um why they don't have the career that they should have, why they can't focus or they're not healthy in a relationship. And I am, I teach about generational blessings, generational curses, and I would agree with every one of them that our behavior, our thoughts are influenced by our past. But if we believe the word of God. And we believe that God has control over all things and all circumstances. Then at some point, we have to stop using, whether it's regrets or using excuses that other people have us in our current state of living. When we decided to be a believer and to be a new creature and to renew our minds and to trust God, our Savior, we need to step out of the past, which includes regrets, which includes all the stuff that happened behind. Because what did that first, what do we first talk about in the scripture? It's about going forward. And we cannot live shackled to word curses that folks have spoken. Maybe folks told you never be smart. You'll never be this. You'll never be that. You'll never have that. And I guess for me, I heard those words from different people in different ways. And I chose not to believe it. And I chose, and I'm not saying that I didn't have those. If you read my book, I had a whole lot of things, but at some point, In seeking God, it led me to let go, to not live in regrets, but to live in knowing that God has a plan and a purpose, even in my mess, because he knew I was going to be in that circumstance and in that mindset in that moment. So that meant 
His plan is not only when you follow every single thing that the word says and that you live this perfect life, then he gives you a plan. No, God's plan is with you right now in whatever pit you may be struggling in, whatever physical ailment you may feel, whatever bad decisions you made over and over again, God has a plan. So think about it. You just haven't been living in his plan. So when you decide to say, I am going to live in his plan, his plan is always available to you. You are now not forsaken and lost because you went off on your own plan several times and they failed. Or you made a bad decision. Or no, you don't have to have shame before God. God already knew you were going to do what you've done. So now you just have to come to him and acknowledge that you've been disobedient. Acknowledge that you regret the decisions that you made and that you're not in control and God is in control. Or you can continue, as many women do, in living in regret. And every time you meet someone, you're telling them of what you woulda, shoulda, coulda did. And now you're here today, still not doing what you shoulda, coulda did. So if someone prevented you from getting education and you've been out of your parents' home or on your own for all these years, then um, going back to school is available online. It's available in person. It's available part-time. You could take one class at a time. So if that is what you really wanted to do, and I will tell you, when I did some research for the book, one of the top regrets of women is not trying hard enough in school. So there's a lack and feeling of regret around education. And if we lack education, more than likely, it's affecting us in our careers. And if we lack education, it's affecting us in our career, then it's affecting us in making money. And it is affecting us to being confident in our job because we may look at everyone else and we may say, oh, they have all these letters behind their name. Oh, they have all this schooling. To be quite honest, yes, I've gone to college and I've gone to grad school and I am so grateful to God for my education. But I have had people who have worked for me that were top Harvard graduates. And I had a high expectation. I went to a great college and I don't will, will never knock um, Syracuse University or Cornell. But to be quite honest, I have worked with many people that had managed people that had awesome book knowledge and had no common sense. It was shocking that, wow, you could do so well in school, but figuring out how to make a decision or making accurate decisions or evaluating or analyzing or processing data is not always the case. And I'm not saying this for everybody who has gone to that, gone to a top school. I'm just saying some things are people in general. So the opposite can be true as well. You can be someone without a college degree and you could have more common sense and more abilities to 
Analyze, process, focus, and develop a plan and a strategy of how to overcome it. And so where I'm getting at is you may have the regret of schooling. Take one class and do something. But do not limit your ideas or sharing your thoughts confidently because you're intimidated by letters or degrees of people who are over you or around you. Stand out and decide that I am, what do I have to risk, right? They could always say, well, you know, it's great that you um, wanted to share your information. They'll say that with you when you have letters behind your name, when you're a woman. But share who you are and what you have to offer. I have seen people get ahead who are awesome in their jobs, who never went to college. And I find women, men don't do this as much, but women stand and will allow themselves to know something better to do, but are too afraid to speak up because they're worried about what? Worried that someone might laugh, worried about their idea may not be um, received well. Guess what? People with the letters behind their names, people in the Oval Office today share ideas that people criticize and people make fun of or tease. So this is where your boldness that we talked about yesterday has to come up. The only thing, the worst that can happen to you is they say, no, I don't think that idea will work. But what they will see is a person willing to share their ideas. Your voice will be heard. And guess what? Someone could build off of something you may be thinking. And it doesn't matter what school you went to. When you have God on your side, the Lord, the Holy Spirit within you, can give you ideas above and beyond. I have so many times had people who were my managers who were over me that had years of experience. And I came in being the first woman or the first um, person of color, and I had a very different perspective. And it was totally different the way things had been done for the last 20 years. And I valued the history of what was successful, but I saw something that could be different. And I implemented it, and I tested it, and I shared and got others on board with the ideas. Yes, there was a couple of times people stole my ideas uh, or took credit for it. But it was when you have a career that's over a number of years, you start figuring that stuff out. So when we talk about regrets, I, I, what I don't want you to have is regret and losing. Have you ever sat in a, your job and saw someone that you knew that knew, you knew more than they did and they got promoted and you didn't? and they were no more qualified than you are, then that means you're not allowing your voice to be heard. Your presentation of your ideas and thoughts may need to be more succinct or your thoughts may be more need to be more organized, but it doesn't make you less qualified. And so when we, the Lord must have this for someone special because that wasn't exactly what 
I planned on sharing, but I know it, it's probably something that someone needs to hear right now. So back to the definition in layman terms, I don't want you to prosecute and render judgment upon yourself. A confident person doesn't sit around talking about the things they regret, talking about the things others did to them, and talk about just accusing themselves of not being qualified, not being smart, not, they don't talk about their inability. They focus on what they need to do to close the gap, the gaps that they have in their knowledge, in their abilities in the workplace, and their behaviors. They focus on how do I close the gap so that I can open the opportunities for myself personally and professionally. I, that's what I did in my career. When I would, I would recognize and acknowledge my faults and what I needed to learn. Did I learn this day one out of school? No, but I learned it. I realized in the environment I was working, no man was going to coach and show me how to get ahead because in their thought, oh, she's a woman and she's a person of color. I could report to her one day. She's the only one in the company. Why would we help her? Um, and I had to figure out how to learn on my own without my peers in the workplace being of support. And so you may find yourself in that situation or you may um, have people that you can also partner with. But self-development, personal development is something that only you can do when it is a spiritual um, walk. You can do with someone coaching you and working with you, praying with you, encouraging you on how to press forward. Because the only way to manifest the prosperity and success that God has for you is to release that inner voice that's holding you back and fill it with not only the joy, but the confidence and the faith that God can instill in you. And so I don't want you to focus on what you should have did, could have did, and especially if it's in a relationship, you know, folks get divorced and they have regrets. Don't regret it. You have learned from this experience. And life is about struggle. Life is about learning. And you also, when you get a divorce or come out of a failed relationship, you learn something about yourself. I truly admire that. Actually, today, it just happened that a friend that I knew many years ago, she had miscarried or had stillbirth children, several of them. But it didn't stop her from wanting to have a baby. And I remember when I met her years ago, I felt so um, bad for her. I felt so like, wow, this is so difficult for someone to go through, to be trying to have a child and losing children and giving birth to them and them dying within a week. And I was just like overwhelmed with, um, with empathy for this friend. And later on, her marriage, she wound up having two children that did live, but it was after many, many losses of children. And she lost her marriage. And somehow this morning in social media, I saw something 
about her daughter. And in that moment, it was like, I was so proud of her. I was so happy for her. And although she may be divorced now, I saw where she conquered her fear and didn't give up on her goal of wanting children. She didn't stop with, you know, I, I, I can't even imagine having three or four losses of children that you've had to bury or had died within a week of being born and she still pressed on. And I could only imagine the personal strength that you have to have. And so when I think thought of her this morning, I thought of, you know, what what does confidence make you do? It makes you not give up on your dream. It makes you get up and do it again. You may fail, but you get up and you do it again. And it was, she could have sat in regret and just wallowed in maybe something I've done or maybe God doesn't have a child for me or etc. etc. But she didn't. She stayed focused on the truth that I was born to be a mother. And I think she would have tried if it were 10. She would have tried until she was a mother. And she is now blessed today with a boy and a girl and one celebrated a birthday and she is so proud today of her children. And it just reminded me of the actions of a person who doesn't stand still and allow the perils and challenges of life to hold them back, but it helps them press forward. And so when we talk about regret, when we talk about what's the RE, what's the prefix meaning? It indicates repetition or meaning backward to indicate withdrawal. In the example I gave you of this friend, she didn't stay backwards with all of the pain. She didn't withdraw and say, I give up. She had repetition of her circumstances, but she pressed forward. You know, how many times do you want to repeat or look back at a problem that's done and it's over? Because I will tell you, I regret taking um, a group VP position that had me move. My sons were quite happy in the high school that they were in. They would have gone to a school in Texas. I love living in Texas to this day. I still, (coughs) excuse me, think about how much I would have loved still living in Texas. But you know what? God had a plan for me in Atlanta, Georgia. Would I, would I have had the experiences that I had if I had stayed? So even when our past is so bleak and our past has been so painful, I promise you, and the Word promises you, and God promises you that He has plan B, C, D, all the way to infinity, above and beyond all of the mistakes and challenges that you have walked through, come through, and continue 
to move through. There is no um, challenge that you've had in your past. There's no one for you to blame. There is no regret worth holding on to, whether it's sexual abuse, whether it's um, some type of, of memory or dream. Do something to get yourself healthy. Don't dream on painful past um, situations. Go to counseling. Have yourself um, talk with someone, whether it's your church or go to a professional or a community um, opportunity that may be even free. Your mental health is worth you living a happy life. Your happiness is in your hands. Your happiness is a choice of God. God gives us joy, as you learned in a couple of podcasts prior. God is who gives us joy. Happiness is temporary. So I want you to think about when you're listing those regrets, here's a couple of questions I want you to look for. Are you trying in any of those regrets Are you trying to measure yourself or your success against a certain group of people, family, or something someone told you? Are you trying to measure yourself or your success against a certain group of people, family, I'll even add in social media. And let me digress here. Do you ever notice people on social media really don't ever have, seem to have, they don't ever share problems. They share pictures and photos of everybody having a great life. And many women and young women believe that to be their truth. Do you really believe are people being authentic on social media? Or they're just showing a lot of things. I always say when people spend too much on social, too much time in social media, they can't have a personal life. If you were off living such a happy life, then why are you on social media every 10 minutes? Something to think about. Or are they spending their time on social media trying to find their life? So when you see pictures of somebody, they're taking photos of every single second of things they're doing. I'm shopping. I could take a photo. I'm eating. I could take a photo. I'm blah, blah, blah. Well, well, when are they living a great life? If all their photos are showing you every single thing that they're doing. That reminds me of someone trying to, I call it, perpetrate a life before you. And unfortunately, many women fall prey to believing, wow, look at them. No, wow, look at you, maybe wasting your time following someone else's life when you have your own. So don't regret this thing. Don't regret knowing more information about someone else's personal life because you're following them on social media than any future plans for your own life. Ooh, do you got that? I'll say it again. I just made that up. Don't spend more time studying and knowing the details of someone else's life versus having more knowledge and details of your future plans for your life. Okay? So, 
Another question for you in your journal. Is people pleasing leading you to regret? And explain how. Another question. Are you in the career you desire? Next, do you spend time with close friends? Last, what can you do to reverse your list of regrets into progress? And right now, I want to share a prayer with you. And I'm going to say this prayer. And, you know, maybe you use your cell phone if you want to record it and something that you might, you know, want to say. This prayer is also in the book of Christian Warrior Woman, A Guide to Taking Back Your Faith, Family, and Future. It's also in the book as well. So if you have a copy of the book, you can also go under the the chapter that talks about regret, and you'll see it there as well. So I'm going to read this prayer. Father, please break the cycle of shame off my life. Lord, I repent for believing in the spirit of I. You have my beginning and my end already planned. I shall be set free from regret and all links to the spirit of shame. Your word bears my identity. Amen. Your word bears my identity. I would add your word bears my future. Your word bears a plan, a hope of joy and prosperity in my future. You can start that as your prayer. You can add to it or you can come up and say your own prayer. You could just say, I break the spirit of regret off my life and I receive the spirit of love, hope, joy, and the fruits of the spirit to bear witness to the manifestations that God is for me and I shall be filled with joy peace and happiness all my days. You can say those prayers. So I want you to look at what you've written down and when you go before God to pray, I want you to release, never to be spoken, whether you have to write those regrets down on five pieces of paper and burn it, tear it up, But just place it at the foot of God when you're praying and just say, Lord, I give this to you. And what I receive, what I choose to receive back is the fruit of the Spirit. I choose to receive my peace, my joy, my happiness, my self-control, my gentleness, my love. You receive the fruits of the Spirit. So we are on a journey to confidence and regret has no place in your life. Only the future of thinking forward, walking forward, and living forward. So until tomorrow, ladies, God bless you and peace.